0: In this episode, Blair Belair comes on the podcast to share her home birth story. At 30 weeks, Blair transitioned to a home birth when she was originally planning a hospital birth. She had a 24-hour labor at home and gave birth to her son in the water. Blair had amazing support throughout her labor and talks about how it was one of the hardest things she's ever done, but she would do it 100 times over again. Some other things that we mentioned in this podcast are placenta encapsulation, and Blair also talks a little bit about how she tried to breastfeed postpartum, but actually had low prolactin, so that did prevent her from being able to breastfeed. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Blair. Hello and welcome to What the Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula who is expecting my first baby this September. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Blair.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, thank you for being here. I'm excited to hear your story. Yeah, I'm so excited to tell it. It's one of the craziest, like up and down, nothing was textbook, like (laughs) crazy stories. That's awesome. So starting off, tell me a
0: little bit about how you met your partner and a little bit about yourself and your family.
1: Yeah. So my husband, Mark, um, we actually met back in middle school at youth group. Um, he was my first like middle school boyfriend. I mean, like I wasn't allowed to date. I come from a, you know, your typical conservative Christian household. And I was like 12. So it wasn't exactly like we were dating. We just called each other boyfriend and girlfriend. He was my first kiss. So that was really cute. Um, but we lost touch for a while. Um, just, we switched churches and kind of just fell out of contact and then, um, reconnected randomly on Facebook. He messaged me. Um, back in 2016. And we got engaged nine months later and married a year later. And now here we are. Um, we've been married for three years, um, actually just celebrated our anniversary on the ninth. Um, and we have an eight month old, nine month old, actually um, son, Asher, and we are pregnant with our second baby who is due in four weeks. So <laughs> oh, that's <awesome. laughs> I, don't, busy. I, don't I, knew, I don't know if I knew you were, if you were pregnant, Wait, you're due in four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Four weeks. Oh, so so you're very much. Okay. Okay. So you're
0: very pregnant. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. That was a bit of a surprise about seven weeks postpartum getting a positive pregnancy test. We're like, okay, so we're doing it again (laughs) right away. Hey, you know, my mom did that.
0: Um, my brother and sister graduated like the same year of high school. You know, they went through every grade together. I think they call them like Irish twins, maybe. Irish twins. Yep. Yes. A that, that, apart. that is what they were. And um, honestly, they loved it. Like they got to kind of have the same yeah. friends and yeah. hang
1: out. Do you know if this is a boy or girl? I don't. We do. We, it's a boy. Um, and right. so we're really excited because then Asher will have like a little buddy basically yeah. his whole life. So it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. They'll, they'll be, they'll be like best friends. I'm sure they might, I mean, they'll have their, you know, their spouts as all siblings do, yeah. but
1: right. I'm sure they'll yep. love it in the long haul. <laughs> I know we'll have probably some difficult seasons, but overall I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. So let's talk about
0: Asher's pregnancy and birth. Tell me about yeah. finding out you are pregnant with him.
1: Yeah. So we actually had gone through a spell of infertility with Asher. Um, right. When we first started trying to have a baby, we got pregnant, ended up having a miscarriage with that child. Um, but then it was like six or seven months of just trying with no results. And so we weren't really sure, like okay, like, is this the path for us? Are we going to have to try other methods of trying to get pregnant? And then out of nowhere, it was three days before Christmas. I woke up with the worst acne of my entire life and I have pretty fair complexion. And so I've never experienced that before, even on like really bad hormonal spouts. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And I Googled it. And it was like, well, you might be pregnant. It's like a surge of hormones. I was like, I don't know about that. And I went and I took a test, and it was positive. And I ran and told my husband, and we got to announce to all of our family and closest friends on Christmas, which was like the coolest thing ever because yes, no one was so expecting exciting. it. <laughs> um, and but I was about six, seven weeks pregnant. Yeah. Oh wow! So you had already missed a, a cycle. Uh, well, I thought. I guess I mistook my cycle for like implantation bleeding or something. And just thought it was a light period. I don't know. I really had thought like, nope, another period. Like, oh, well, (laughs) but no. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's awesome. And take me through your pregnancy. What was it like? How were you feeling throughout?
1: Yeah, um, I would say overall, it was pretty good. I had really bad morning sickness with him. um, And that kind of consistently stayed until like a month before he was born. Um, but overall I felt pretty good. I think part of that's just being young. Um, I was pregnant. I was 21 when we, I was pregnant with him. Um, and so just being a young person, I think it just hits your body a little easier. Um, but yeah, he was a really small baby. So the bump kind of took a while to pop out, which was a little frustrating because people were like, Oh, you're pregnant. I'm like, yes, I'm pregnant. (laughs) I need the validation. Um, but, uh, it overall, it was a really good pregnancy. I think I, I felt tired a lot, um, because it was my first pregnancy. I didn't know what to expect. So it's like, everything is like, what does that mean? I'm on Google like every night, like, you know, a little anxious and nervous because we had experienced loss. So I was like, just literally Google was my best friend, which was in hindsight really bad because I think I freaked myself out so many times when I, it's just like, no, like, that's just how it is. Like, that's what it's like to have a baby. Um, but yeah, most of my pregnancy though was when the pandemic hit. So I just was like sitting around at home, like doing nothing. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, so I got to sleep a lot more. So this pregnancy, I'm like, man, I took that for granted, all the sleeping I did, <laughs> but yeah. That's
0: awesome. So pretty much it sounds like besides a little bit of morning sickness throughout, you had a pretty uncomplicated, easy pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's very. Awesome.
1: Low risk. Every appointment was pretty routine. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and that is totally frustrating when you're like, people are like, "Oh, you're you're pregnant," and you're like in that stage where you can't really tell. And yeah, yeah, it's the worst. I like, and I'm I'm 20 26 weeks, but I went to the dentist and he was like, "Oh, like I would have never taken you as pregnant," and I'm like, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment. So what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, it was. It's a little weird. Yeah. Oh my word. So going into your birth, what were your birth preferences? What kind of like birth preparation were you doing?
1: Yeah. So our entire birth plan kind of flipped on its head. I had my whole life been fascinated by like home birth, water birth, natural birth. Cause a lot of my family members, cousins had done them, but I come from a family, like my mom and like my immediate family, it's very just like, Oh, when you have a baby, you go the ob and you go to the hospital. Like, that's just like what you do. So that's what I was doing. But then the pandemic hit and everything got really crazy and all of the hospital procedures and, you know, masks and only one person. And then in some cases you're by yourself and like all these crazy things are happening because no one knew what was going on. And I kind of felt like it was a nudge, like in my heart, like you kind of always wanted to do it at home. Like, why aren't you doing it at home? And why aren't you like doing the water birth that you've like been fascinated by, like all these years, like I would watch YouTube videos and birth videos. And I kind of like looked at my husband and at the time though, I was like 30 weeks pregnant. And I was like, I think we need to switch our birth plan. And he was like, what? He kind of was like It's kind of late for that. Right. I was like, I don't know. Like, I really have no idea. Um, But I fortunately have a really wonderful group of women around me and friends, older women with eight children, six children who had done the home birth thing in Charlotte. So I knew of a midwife. I was able to call her. She was available, was given a doula. I mean, like it all happened within like four days. Like I went from just your routine hospital birth registration to like full on home birth. I'm ordering like a birth pool. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was crazy, but it really worked out amazing. And it changed my whole perspective on like preparing for birth because with the hospital, I was like, Oh, well they kind of do everything for you. And I just was just going into it kind of blind, but with the home birth, I was like, no, like I need to kind of mentally prepare myself because I'm going into this like with no pain relief options and we will be home. Like who do we want there? And so I kind of had to be a little bit more proactive about like, my mental state, my mental health. Um, and also like, we had to kind of put up like our own parameters, like people feel really comfortable in our home. So it's like, we well, can't just like barge in, <laughs> like, you know, at a hospital, you'd have to like check in and then come in. Like there's like a procedure. So it's like, we had to talk to family members and be like, we're having a baby at home and this is what it's going to look like. I don't know, it, like everything was really different, but I think it made us be a little bit more intentional with like that whole postpartum, everything. Like, I was like, I'm going to be home. So I need to have everything here and ready to go. Cause at the hospital, they give you like a kit, like here's your postpartum kit, like take it home. I had to make sure I had all of that ready. So it was really interesting just to like switch with with 10 weeks to go, <laughs> but yeah. So you made that switch at 30
0: weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's incredible. And you, yeah. you said it was like,
1: do you feel like it was pretty like a seamless transition? I think so. And I completely attribute that to the fact that we have close friends who had done home birth.
0: Right. And
1: so it was like, they were really close friends with the midwives in Charlotte. So the fact that we were able to like, just immediately get in contact instead of trying to like, research it and find out like, how to find one. And I even called Natural Beginnings um, the birth center to see, like, do you have a spot? They didn't, they were completely booked out because everyone apparently was doing what I was doing, which was all these last minute switches. Um, but I really do think it's just because we like we're so fortunate to have like the friend of the friend kind of a yeah. scenario,
0: yeah. I think it, it the reason why I'm trying to think about how I want to say this, <laughs> yeah. I think the reason why, like. You know, connections make home birth easier when you live in a place like Charlotte, and and this is truly sad that it has to be this way. But it's yeah. it's honestly so under the table. Like, yes, it's yeah. it's ridiculous that it's so regulated, and you can go right across the border. You know, twenty minutes to South Carolina, Literally. and you can Google Great. home birth midwives and find them. Yes, but then yes. anywhere in North Carolina to get a home birth midwife, you you know they're practicing you know, very, very privately and secretively in a way. So you can't just Google it's them and total find total underground. Yeah, it is. It's a complete underground operation and without yeah. connections, like it's, it's almost impossible because you can't hop on Google and find a yeah. home birth midwife in North yeah. Carolina. It just, you can't do yeah. it. So yeah. it, that, that is amazing that okay. you were fortunate enough to, you know, have those connections. And that's where doulas come in great handy because even myself, yes. being doula, I know Helen's team and a lot of other doulas in the area. Um, thankfully, you know, we yeah. know people, but
1: um, yeah, it's it, so it, true it, though. It sink, yeah. it stinks that it is that way though. It really does. It really, it's so sad because they only want to do it word of mouth because they want to know that they can trust oh, yeah. the people that are contacting them. Yeah, yeah. But it, even so like, you know, ne- meeting with our midwife and like the whole experience with her, like, you never would think it was this, like, hush hush like underground operation like they are so passionate about what they do and they're so good at it and like so supportive like it just was like they really are like the warriors of birth in North Carolina (laughs) Yes, serving us like in private (laughs) yes so go leading up to
0: you know your your 40 weeks your due date did you do any preparation like um you know dates red raspberry leaf tea anything
1: like that yeah So I did do um, red raspberry leaf tea. I did do the dates. I didn't do them as I think religiously as I should have. Like I had read about them pretty late. I think I was like 36, 37 weeks. And I didn't like figure out the best way to implement them. So it was like when I remembered, (laughs) I would have them. I used a a spray called Clariderm. It's from Young Living to help like prep like my perineum area. Like I did, I did do that like religiously. I was, Terrified of tearing, um. But yeah, everything was just like, no, I had no lead up to birth at all. I mean, like it was literally like, no Braxton Hicks, like just chilling. Like, I really thought I was gonna go to like forty two and be that person who's like, nope, like baby's not coming. We got to induce you. You got to go to the hospital. Um, but I I actually went into labor at um right at thirty nine weeks. Okay, so tell me about going into labor. Yeah, so what was really funny about it was um, I went into labor on a Thursday morning, early in the morning. The night before, um, our doula had come over to do like a birth education kind of class thing with us to kind of just like walk us through what birth was going to look like because we thought we had like a full week, if not two weeks. And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, no, it's gonna be like three. Like I was so discouraged because my sister-in-law had just had her baby Um, And she had like all this prodromal labor, all these signs leading up to it. And I was like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, just chilling, like nothing at all. Maybe I'll get a Braxton Hicks if I walk through Walmart, like, and I'll get one, you know? Um, And so feeling very discouraged. And I remember saying that to her. I was like, she's like, how are you feeling? Like, do you feel like you're like things are happening? And I was like, no, it's gonna be like three weeks. Like, and I'm just accepting it. Like, I'm just gonna be pregnant forever. And then that morning, starting at about like 4 a.m. I was laying in bed and I started to feel what I thought were Braxton Hicks but then they got more intense and I was like oh like maybe that was a contraction like it felt different and then I got another one and then I got another one I was like okay like this is kind of cool and I had downloaded an app like that week the counting app and I was like oh I'll just like time them to see like what they're what they're at but I'm like delirious I'm like half awake it's four in the morning so In my sleep, like I would start the timer and like my eyes are closed and I'd click it again. And then all of a sudden, my phone starts like incessantly buzzing. I'm like, what the heck is that? And I look at my phone and the app says, like, it's like the screen turned red and it said, time to go to the hospital. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I looked at it and it said, your contractions are two minutes apart. And I was like, there's no way. I must be hitting the button wrong. But then that, literally was the pattern. They were coming two minutes apart, lasting for like 40 seconds to a minute. And I was like, okay, that's not what I was told to expect at all. Because everyone says like, they'll gradually get closer and closer together, starting at probably 15 minutes apart. And here I am at like time to go to the hospital. So I called my midwife and she kind of laughed because I'm a first time mom and I'm like panicking. And she's like, she kind of almost didn't believe me. She's like, what? They're two minutes apart. I was like, yes, they're two minutes apart. I sent her a screenshot and she's like, okay. She's like, that's really strange. She said, get in the shower, a hot shower and see if they stop. She's like, it could just be like your body's just like freaking out for a second. So I got in a hot shower. Well, Marcus, my husband is standing outside of the shower and he's timing them with the app and they got to about 40 seconds apart. So I'm staying there. I'm like, Mark, am I about to like give birth to this baby in the shower? Like, because they were getting closer and closer and stronger. And our midwife was about 45 minutes away. And so he got on the phone with her and she's like, okay, I'm on my way. Like I'll come as fast as I can. Or I called our doula. Our doula was coming home from a birth. Um, our doula was Carly. She's amazing, but she's literally coming home from a different birth. And she's like, okay, like, let me go home and shower and I'll be right over. And I was like, I don't know if you have time to shower, but sure, go for it. (laughs) And so my midwife gets here and I'm like, totally like confused. I'm in so much pain because it's like no relief. And she's like, I'm going to check you. She checks me and I was one centimeter dilated. So here I am in like transitional labor, (laughs) but my body is at one centimeter. I mean, like, the amount of like, we just had to laugh about it because it was like, that is so strange, so bizarre. Um, and it wasn't stopping though. And so my midwife just was like, try to relax. Um, and she's like, take an Epsom salt bath, try to stay in the water. It will help slow things down at this point. But she looked at me and she's like, I need you to know, like, this is going to be a long day. She's like, if this is the pace that we're going, she's like, just prepare yourself. And in my head, I'm thinking like, of course, like I switched my birth last minute to a pain, you know, relief free birth. And I'm going to have the roller coaster of a ride. Like I was like, okay, let's do this. Like, of course. So then, yeah, that's kind of where birth started. It was just like hard and fast and super intense. So yeah. from, from that point, after she checked
0: you in your one centimeter, your contractions just. They just kept on at that pace. Yeah,
1: they yeah. did not actually, there was not a period of time until about, I would say like, so that was at four 35 in the morning, I would say around lunch after Carly was there, um, just helping me like breathe through them, um, different things to like help relieve pressure. Cause at that point I had started to, to experience some back labor and that was, that's the worst pain ever. I admire every woman who has gone through back labor cause it is awful the back labor started to kick in. So she's helping relieve pressure. And um, it, there was a period of time, I don't remember what I was given, but it was some kind of like a cough or cold medicine because they're like, that could really help slow down contractions just for a period of time. So I took that and they went to six minutes apart for about a little under an hour. And then they revved right back up to 45 to 60 seconds apart. And they were that way until he was born total. I was in labor 24 hours because he was born at four in the morning, the next okay. Friday morning. So it was that way all day, all night. Um, so not much changed once like the contraction slowed down, they rubbed back up. It just was a ton of back labor, but my midwife came back around dinner. Um, And it was like five o'clock and she checked me and I was seven centimeters dilated. That was the best news. Like I could have ever been given because she asked me, she's like, do you want me to check you? Some women don't, because if you're only like three or four, like you're going to get really discouraged. And I told her, I was like, I need to know. So then I can like mentally prepare myself. Like, is this going to be like another full day? Or like, are we in go time or close? So she checked me and I was seven and I mean, like the cheers that erupted in the room, <laughs> like my, my mom was there at that point, my husband, Ardula, doula, and we just all were like, "Whoa, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's when they filled up the birth pool so that I could get some relief, um, which that was like, when they say it's like the midwife's epidural, getting in that pool was like the most eu- euphoric, incredible feeling ever, like being weightless was the best thing ever. Like I cannot recommend it more.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And throughout labor, like you're, when you were, you know, before you got in that tub and you had that 24 hours of labor, what, I know you said that counter pressure helped. Are there any other things that you kind of did throughout that labor that you feel like gave you the best pain relief?
1: Yeah. So my back labor, I felt it very much like in my lower back and it was super intense. And the best thing was count. Like, literally counter pressure. So my, my doula Carly, my husband, Mark, uh, my mom, at times I would have them take their fists. And when the contraction would start, I would have them slowly push harder into my back because it was like that hurt, but it was like a different pain. So it distracted from the back labor pain. Yes. Um, so that definitely helped, but the pool I think was the biggest pain relief because With the back labor, no matter how I was laying, it was uncomfortable. Like sitting, standing, laying, side, my back, my stomach, like nothing was comfortable in the birth pool, like the hot water's helping, but I'm weightless. There's nothing touching my body. There's no pressure on anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then they would put like, they would do the fist thing in the pool while I was like in the water. That was like the best relief I think I felt the whole day. But back labor is no joke. I mean, like, I would say it's like it relieved the ten percent of like nine, like ninety percent of the pain. Like it was like so intense. But yeah, I think that was the best relief.
0: All right. So you were about seven centimeters. You get in the pool, and what happens next?
1: Um, this is when it kind of started to crawl because my son was born at four or four a.m., and I got in the pool like around like. You know, between like five and seven p.m., um, and so it was just a lot of like the the contractions did slow down a little bit. I remember at at one time, I don't remember how c- close they were, but they were within still like three minutes of each other. Um, but at that point, it was just a lot of like practicing my breathing, and uh, my midwife and my husband and Carly were all just kind of talking me through like, okay, like when a contraction gets really painful you know, bring that voice down low, like horse lips kind of thing. Like, don't let it go be a scream because you're wasting your energy. And they were trying to get me to eat and drink because like I wasn't and I was being really stubborn about it. So they kept trying to give me like honey sticks and water and Gatorade. And I just was like, I don't want anything because I was in so much pain. Um, but then I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Okay. So my water hadn't broken. And that was like, I think what really caused things to just be kind of s- this slow molasses pace at this point. I remember my midwife checked me and she's like, I can feel him descending now. Like you're fully effaced, fully, di- like almost fully dilated. I was like eight centimeters. She's like, but your sac is coming through. Like I can feel it coming through, but it's not breaking. And she's like, do you want me to break it for you? And I said, no. She's like, let's try some stuff for it to break on its own. That was like the hardest thing was having to get in all those weird positions. They're having me get like on all fours and squat down and kind of do things that might manipulate it to pop. Um, and it finally did my, um, it broke at eight centimeters. And that was when I could tell my body was finally like actually transitioning while I was having the contractions that would tell me I was transitioning all day that I could like sense a shift, even just like, in what my body was doing once that water broke, like I finally was able to feel my son. Like I felt him like very low. He was right there cause he was really small. So I had a lot of amniotic fluid. I never really felt a lot of intense kicking stuff when he was born, like when I was pregnant with him. So um, yeah, once that water broke, I actually was able to like engage the feeling of like, okay, he's descending down, you know? Um, and that's when like, we were kind of preparing like, okay, let's reheat the pool. Like pushing is probably not too far off. And it was like midnight at this point. So, um, my whole birth team was so tired because <laughs> they had been with me since, you know, like basically 6am the day before. Right. Um, and it was like this, the room was kind of dim and my birth playlist is playing and it was like, things would get really low and everyone would kind of get really sleepy, and then my contraction would pick up, and I would like get you know more intense or loud, and then everyone kind it would, like the feeling would rise, <laughs> and people would like open their eyes, and then it would go. Back. It was like they were like riding the waves with
0: me. <laughs> everybody, everybody was falling asleep in
1: between contractions. No, <laughs> yes, they were taking turns, like taking naps. Like yeah. I remember seeing like our doula because she had come from another birth. She's like taking a nap on the bed, she's taking a nap on the couch. My midwife and her assistant like took turns like laying on the couch for a little while because things were so slow, but they knew like it could rev up at any moment. Like we can't like leave. Um, And so that really was kind of the flow was like, okay, who's going to like help blur through the contraction? And then who's going to (laughs) nap? Hey, you got to do it. Yes. But they were amazing. It was, it was a really like it was a calm environment. It wasn't hectic. And I'm really grateful to my midwife because I never said I wanted to be like left alone, but I think she used her intuition in the moment to see like, let's her kind of work through this a little bit more like hands-free. And so like, she would come up and reassure me at times, like baby's heart rate is perfect. Like he's not distressed. Like he's totally chill. You're totally chill. Um, she even told me that my blood pressure was going down like calmer as I was getting into more intense labor. She's like, usually it's the opposite. Like usually the stress builds and you get more and more stress and that, you know, it rises. She's like, you were getting progressively calmer as it was getting more and more intense. And I was like, I didn't feel that way, but I'm glad my body did. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So then that was when like, I was really feeling him low. And then that like primal, can't even describe it, like I need to push feeling hit me. Like I had read about that. They're like, when you need to push, you know, like your whole body tells you, like, it is time to push. And I looked at Bethany, I was like, I feel like I need to push. She's like, everyone kind of was like, all right, like, great, because it had been such a long labor. Um, and so I, was I think the I pushed for a total of two and a half hours but I think the first hour was just me like figuring out what does it even mean to push like it what they were not productive I was pushing all at the wrong times I think I was pushing too intense at times or not intense enough like I don't know it's like it's definitely like a learning curve like Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to this next baby's birth because like I wonder like is it going to be the same or will it be also like you know, a period of kind of discovering what works. Um, And so that first hour, I think I really exhausted myself because I think I also got a little excited and so like a little too eager and I didn't really help like breathe the baby down and like still be patient. It can still take a while. Um, But I would say like an hour into pushing, I finally like was hitting the right mark. Like when my contraction would peak, then when I pushed, I could feel him move kind of a thing, like it all kind of lined up. And then once I started doing that, um, he was moving down, moving down. And I remember he was crowning. And my midwife was like, you can feel him if you want. And I remember I reached down and I felt his head. And she looked at me and she's like, okay, Blair, she's like, probably four or five more contractions and he'll be out like, because she could see he was pretty small. Um, And in my mind, I'm at this point, I was like exhausted, like I've never been in my life. Like I really had no idea how I even had strength left to go through one more contraction, um, one more round of pushing. Um, and I remember saying to myself in my head, like it clear as day, like, no, like I can't do five more. I will give you one more good push. He's coming out now. Like I was done. Like, and so that next contraction hit and within a contraction, I was usually able to get like three really good pushes. I got four this time. I pushed with every ounce of whatever was left in my body, my soul, my heart, and literally shot my baby out of my body. Like (laughs) the, the birth video cracks me up because everyone, like I said, was kind of like lull and like, quiet. And because he was coming so slow, like even the crowning was a little anticlimactic because everyone's so tired. And in the video, my midwife says like, okay, like a couple more. And you can kind of see in my face, like, I was like, no, this is the last one. And pushed him out. He popped out. My midwife jumps back. Everyone in the room suddenly stands up. Like, it was like the most startling, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's here. Like, cause I think everyone thought like, yeah, four or five, maybe six more contractions, but no, he popped right out and he was only six pounds, tiny little football baby. And we were able to then, once he was out, see why it took so long, why I had terrible back labor. He, his head was ever so slightly torqued to the left. And so he wasn't descending straight. So we were kind of working against each other the whole time, but he was like super chill like never was distressed. His heart rate was like no different than any of my prenatal checkups. He was just like chilling, but like very slowly to because he was pushing into my tailbone essentially. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what was that moment? Like when he finally came out? It was, so we didn't know what we were having with him. Oh, okay. So it was like this moment of like, thank God I am done. Like that was my first thought was like, I I'm done. And that surge of endorphins where like you go from being in the literal worst pain of your entire life to being like i felt totally normal totally fine pain-free i was excited like it was that it was an instant that that happens and i was like oh it's good like it was it's so strange how that like blip happens that switch turns on and i just remember like pulling him up to wanting to pull him up like high up on my chest so I could like see him and smell him but we couldn't lift him past my belly button because my um, because he was so small my umbilical cord was so small that we couldn't like it was the umbilical cord was so tight that like I could only lift him up like right onto my belly but we were able to lift him up and see that he was a boy and it was just like I mean then it's like okay yeah I'd do that eight hundred thousand more times.
0: Right. Like
1: if you had said, would you do this again, you know, two minutes prior? No, I would say, heck no, I'm never having another baby ever again <laughs> in my life. But then like once he was there, it was like, okay, yeah, I would do this so many more times. Um but yeah, we had to quickly get me out of the water instead of having like a nice moment because they're like, yeah, that cord's really tight and he's way too low, like almost like at the water line. Right. Um and so I stood up and my placenta fell out because the force of me pushing him out pulled the placenta with him. And so I didn't even have to wait to birth the placenta. Like it all happened in one quick. I remember I stood up and my midwife like, um, Blair, you need to squat down. Like your placenta is hanging out of your body. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, cause I didn't even like know about any of that. And so like squatted down, they, the, the placenta was delivered. And then was just moved to the bed. And then it was like, okay, like now we just gotta make sure they're that he's okay and I'm okay. And um, but yeah, it was just like very quick, like all within, you know, nothing was happening. And then he was born and I'm laying on the bed with him like five minutes later. Like
0: yeah,
1: it it's so amazing.
0: cool. That's like every time I hear a home birth story, that's the part that always is just like so incredible because it's true. Like five minutes later, you're in your own bed with your baby. Nobody's poking and prodding at you guys. Like you're, you know, you're snuggling, you're doing skin to skin. Normally, you know, you still have the, the, um, the cord hasn't been cut yet. And it's just usually that those moments are just people describe them as being just so serene and and amazing, especially after all that hard work
1: you've done. Yes. There was nothing like being in my bed and just being like in my bed, surrounded by like all these women that I now on the other side of birth, like felt so close to, and so like, um, comforted by and just empowered by, um, and my mom was there. And so it just was like this moment of like, I could not be more comfortable. Like I felt so, um, just cared for. And, but like, I, like they said, like being in your own bed, like, my bed sheets, my favorite pillow, like, and then all of his stuff, like the baby stuff is right there. Like his little bassinet with his blankets. It's not like the hospital blanket they give you at first because his blankets in your bag somewhere. Like, you know, it's like, everything was instantly like ours comfortable. We're home. My husband cut the cord and like, we're just laying in bed, like this now family of three. And that was like, just the coolest thing was like, I, we just gave birth in our bedroom. Like that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So how was postpartum? Postpartum was in hindsight, like overall, I don't think postpartum is talked about enough. Like I really wish that, and I think it's happening now. I think a lot of women are kind of standing up to give more awareness of like what postpartum looks like. I kind of went into it more naive than, I wish I had, because I wasn't sure what to expect. I knew like the basics, like, oh, you'll bleed for for a little while. And if you have some tearing, like it'll be uncomfortable. Here's, you know, use tucked pads and pads of like all those things. Like I had prepared for all of that. Um, but it's stuff like, like your stomach is all squishy and you can feel your organs moving around and, and sleep is and like night sweats. Like you, your hormones are plummeting. And then even like those, that first couple of days, like your hormones super plummet and you feel like so dark and depressed and sad and you don't know why. And you're crying about everything and everything makes you happy and sad at the same time. Like just like the roller coaster. I don't think I knew what to expect with that, but I think overall it was good though, because like I said, my team was so just wonderful. I felt so cared for like Carly came over and brought my placenta. I had my placenta encapsulated and she was able to like, give me some comforting advice. I'm like, just take a nice bath and like, watch your favorite movie. And um, for anyone who knows Carly, if you're listening, like she has the most calming, like Mary Poppins, British accent. So like everything she says is comforting. Like she could read me like the back of like a noodle box and I would be so <laughs> comforted like she's just such a warm person and so having her there to like just tell me like how amazing we did and um but overall postpartum was pretty good i was fortunate that i didn't have super intense like postpartum bleeding um so i was able to recover from that like within a couple of weeks and it was pretty light overall um but things just like you know you just wear the diaper and be okay with it. Like we always kept joking. I'm like, babe, like just me and him in bed with a diaper on. Like, like I'm just like the baby. Gotta go change my diaper. <laughs> but you just gotta embrace it and just be like, it's you feel uncomfortable and weird. And that first shower, you're like, I am completely alone. Like, I'm not pregnant. No one's in the shower with me. Like, weirdest feeling ever. Like Realizing you are completely alone again, like for seven weeks. Yeah, right. For me, yeah, for seven weeks. Literally, like my postpartum journey had just healed over, and then I like went to my husband. I was like, "So, babe, um, yeah, looks like I did have a period and (laughs) having another baby." (laughs) What an amazing surprise! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it really was. It was good. And it's like funny because I've been pregnant now 18 of the last 19 months. So it's like, I now don't even remember what it's like to like, not be pregnant or like recovering from birth. Like, you know, it's like my body's just like, all right, let's do it again. Like, okay.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned that Asher was a little bit on the smaller side.
1: Yeah. So how, how was, did you breastfeed postpartum? We tried. I okay. actually wasn't able to breastfeed with him because we didn't even know that I had a hormone imbalance and my prolactin, which is the milk making hormone, was like plummeted, non-existent, oh. wasn't there. Um, and so this time around, I'm on a supplement. So we're very hopeful. I had colostrum for days. Like I had colostrum for like three or four days with him. Um, but then my milk supply never came in. So he oh, went wow. he had to go on formula. Um, he he receded to like five and a half pounds, almost. He was very tiny. I mean, like literally the size of a football, like just this tiny little ball, of baby, but he was so cute. Um, six pounds, six pounds, two ounces when he was born. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And do you feel like this baby, did you have growth scans with Asher? Like where you knew he was smaller? Could you just kind of feel it and tell?
1: I could tell. And my midwife could tell because, my bump stopped getting bigger around like 35 weeks. Okay, Like it just like, it stopped protruding um, Mm. more and more. I mean, it it was very distinctly a bump, but it just, it wasn't protruding much after that. Um, And I had so much room, like when she would feel for him, like he was transverse for a long time, she would feel for him. And she's like, there's so much space, like Mm. amniotic fluid space. And then when we got um, like a, ultrasounds done, like they would look around for him and he would be like tucked to the side. Right. And that was the other thing. Like when he would move around, I would feel him on my right side or my left side. Like it wasn't really ever like both right. because he was, you know, so small and tough and he was always like curled up. Um, So it really was like, I would like, you would see my stomach and it would be so like, not this nice round stomach. It's like this bulge on the right side. I'm like, that's Asher. Like there he is like this <laughs> big bulge on the side. Um, and I'm experiencing that again, this time around a little bit less, I think this baby's a little bit bigger, um, but not by much, like okay. my bump kind of has stopped protruding within the last week. Um, and there's just a lot of room, like this baby can swim around and like my babies don't get like squished. Like they have so much room to move around, like right up until the end, like Asher was kicking and rolling, like right up until labor. Um, so yeah. So
0: with, with this baby, are you also planning a home birth?
1: So this time around we couldn't do a home birth because we had to move. So we actually don't live in Charlotte anymore. Um, we moved down South to Camden, South Carolina, it's about an hour outside of Charlotte to be closer to my parents. Um, so that was like the biggest bummer was like, so we did, we knew we were going to move and we didn't know because of how crazy the market is right now with, homes like we're like we could be at my parents house we could be in a temporary space or just moving into a space so i'm actually giving birth at natural beginnings in statesville so it's still like a home birth but a little different um it'll feel a lot like a home birth um but we set up there so that in the case that like we're moving in the week before you know that's not the case. But thankfully, we did end up getting a place. We've been here for about two months now, but we didn't want to have like a no plan just in case that was different. So, yes. um, yeah. So we're at Natural Beginnings and we're really excited about it. I think it'll be like different in uh, some ways that will feel good. Things like we don't have to clean up the birth pool. Yes. And like, you know, just like little things like that. Like, oh, like that's kind of cool. Like that we yes. just leave the mess behind.
0: <laughs> Right. It's like that kind of happy median in a lot of ways, because like you said, you're like, you get to leave your house with it nice and clean. You go have the baby a couple hours later, you come back home and like, you know, there hasn't been a ton of people at your house for, you know, in your case, like 24 hours and messes and and all that to clean up. So that kind of
1: is a a good plus side of it for sure. It definitely is. And it is, they do have so many more like um, like birth amenities, if yes. you will, I call it a birth resort because they have like all the birthing balls and all the stools and the, and that shower that's like, you know, really big and spacious. So like, I think it'll be like just a different kind of experience and it could be better just because I have so much more at my disposal. Um, I will say I'll probably miss that immediate being in my bed feeling, but like, like you said, like within a couple hours, I'll be back in my bed instead of like, two days later. (laughs) And correct me if I'm wrong, they have like beds there though, right? It's not like
0: a hospital, like stretch. Yeah. Okay. No, you'll be in a bed, just close your eyes and Tell yourself it's yours, right? <laughs> you I told bring your husband, pillow. We
1: should bring like my pillow, and my blanket, and I'll just pretend like, yeah, we're yes. home. Like, no yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah. Blair, thank
0: you so much for coming on the podcast yes. and sharing your birth story with us. I would love to have you back in just a few short. Yes, weeks. I would and, love to. Yes, to hear about your experience at Natural Beginnings and just to hear about your second birth. Yeah. But tell me, where can listeners connect with you?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram um, at Miss Blair Belair. Um, and I'm mostly on Instagram. I don't have, I had Twitter. I think I deleted it. Yeah. And I'm also on Facebook, Blair, Blair, friend me if you want. Um, but yeah, mostly Instagram. That's probably the best way to connect with me. Perfect. And I'm sure nobody yeah. knows how to spell that. So I will link it in the show yeah, notes literally <laughs> for
0: everybody to be able to find Blair by Instagram. <laughs> yes. Thank right, you well, so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at whatthebumpclt. Check out our website, whatthebumpclt.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.